everybody, welcome back to the Carol Connection. I am your host, Jared Carroll, here to bring you guys another great episode. So I want to take a chance to shout out my last episode that I did was episode 27 with Steve Mortensen, and that was a really fun episode. Steve really opened up about his past, going through foster care, having a son with autism, and talking about a lot of his growth and becoming a barber and how that really helped him become a better man. And if you didn't get a chance to check that episode out, you can check it out at thecarrollconnection.simplecast.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those great listening platforms. So today, I'm with another great guest by the name of Nathan Ribeiro. How are you doing, Nathan? <laughs> Good morning, Jared. I'm doing well. Glad to have you here, and glad to get this episode rolling. So why don't you just kind of introduce yourself a little bit and talk about what you're doing currently and who you are. Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, many of you may, may know me from uh, from high school as uh, Trib. <laughs> it's kind of the uh, the old me. We kind of progressed away from that a little bit. But uh, so... After high school, um, I went to PCC for a couple of years, um, trying to decide what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, after doing quite a few, you know, exploring a lot of options, which we'll, you know, I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah. Ended up settling into a PA school, so that's what I'm doing right now, pursuing my master's in that for a physician assistant, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing that in uh, Worcester at uh, MCPHS. All right, nice, nice. So I think the first kind of flow of this d- discussion that we want to talk about was like the impact of your family. So you want to just talk a little bit about whether it's your parents or anyone in particular in your family that's had a really big impact on you oh, yeah. and just talk about that. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of my good friends know that um, my my dad actually adopted me when I was like five. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was a single mom for a little bit. And, um, you know, he's probably the best father I could ever ask for, honestly. I mean, he was really tough to me when I was a kid, but, you know, and obviously as a kid, I didn't really appreciate that. But I look mm-hmm. back now and He's done just so much for me, you know, building me up and getting ready for the tough world, you know. My mom was kind of the other side of the coin. She was like the nicer one. She kind of taught me, you know, it's okay to like express your feelings and feel mm-hmm. things. And then, you know, my dad was like the tough one. So I kind of got a little bit of best of both worlds, you know. Yeah. And that's important to get to from your parents because not all parents do that. Mm. And I think Steve kind of touched upon that last week. Like he never really had that until he got to the Hortons. Right. And having that, that dynamic where... He called Mama Horton was the tough one and like mm. giving the tough love and then Oh yeah, I had her for accounting. She's the tough one for sure. Yeah, and definitely. He talked about that <laughs> and like he was learned the ep- empathy and like that was a big thing he had to learn and how to like deal with other people's emotions and deal with his own emotions and that was something that he had to learn and like he didn't really understand that until he got there. Mm. And like that was late in his life. That's like he was late like like I think it was like high school so like a teenage years and that's hard to learn something at that point cuz you've gone so many years into your life at that point developing like people don't care attitude like Mm. and that's a tough thing for a kid to learn basically a kid like to switch that and like some people in their life never switch that so hearing you talk about that and hear about like you learning that from your parents i think that was really huge keep keep talking about the impact too like direction wise from your parents did you learn anything from them seeing the way that they approach their life Mm, and yes. did that influence you? Absolutely. So yeah, I always say I'm always so lucky to have the parents that I have because they're just so like influential and they've always helped guide me. They never they never told me like what to do, mm. and they never told me you like gotta go do this, gotta go do that. They kind of pushed me in a direction, and I I I when I have my own kids, I want to raise them like how I was raised. I think they mm. did you know a good job 
No, pretty good. Not bad. I'm not the worst kid I know, I guess. Yeah. I'd agree. It could be better, I guess. But no. <laughs> I, I understand that, too. And, like, you learn things, too. Like, obviously, we're going through life. And, like, the way that we were raised, like, isn't perfect. I mean, we're all humans at the end of the day. Like, yeah, of course. So, like, we see things that we were raised. And, like, I don't want to do that to my kids. And it's mm. not like it was a bad thing that they did. But it's, like, you learn and grow. And, like, Definitely. you're your own person at the end of the day. I mean... The way you want to raise your kids was different how they want to raise their kids. Mm. Society's different. Cultures are different. Like, well, life progresses, you know? Yeah. One thing my parents were big on, both of them, you know, they're, they're from, like, old school Portuguese family, and there's a lot of, like, um, I mean, I don't I don't want, I mean, you maybe could call it abuse, but I like, know they would, like, physically strike their kids when, like, you know, they were, like, not, no, yeah, not behaving. Yeah. And my parents are, like, very against that, okay? Mm-hmm. They they firmly believe that's no way to, like, discipline a child. Mm-hmm. And so they never, they never, they never laid hands on me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My dad, my dad's favorite thing to do when I was a kid to, to like discipline me. I didn't like, you know, do something you want to do. Yeah. He would have me, he, he would have, we had a huge ass yard in Seacock mm-hmm. and he would have me outside, uh, picking weeds for like five hours straight. <laughs> and he, I, he wouldn't let me in, like, I, I had to pick so many weeds just like, there was just like no weeds at all. Okay. And he said, don't come back inside until you got a handful. So I would literally have to just like go like oh by hand oh yeah by hand uh, it got to the point where I had to go to like a neighbor's yard and get weeds so I was just picking <laughs> all the weeds they're all gone and I'll tell you it worked because you know I no was, that's like I a was, discipline yeah I'll tell you, I don't pick weeds anymore as an adult I refuse I have like <laughs> trauma from weeds <laughs> trauma I really do. We're, we're learning how to cope with those things yeah now. I know yeah, <laughs> as adults yeah, yeah. but like that's actually a really good way to discipline your kids without like being physical too right like, yeah they they were always against that and you know that's not something I I want to do to my kids either. Mm. That's wow. a good way of, like, teaching, though, like, what you did was wrong. Your behaviors weren't, like, yeah. what we expect of you. And, exactly. like, and without hitting. Because sometimes, like, when you get into the physical stuff, right. you're not really teaching right. that child Sometimes to you're not taking out that. your own anger on the kid. Like, exactly. Like, my dad, like, had some, like, nasty stories he would say about, like, you know, like, his dad, like, what he would mm. do. And, like, so that's why... And my mom has the same stories, too. Just, like, that's just, like, the kind of old school. Yeah, it's generational things. Yeah, it and is. Like, it is. And you see that, too, in, like, the way our parents raised us versus yeah. how they... Because they would always say, like, I would have never gotten away with that. Or right, like, right, right. And my parents the same way. Like, and it's a general... It's, like I said, it's generational things. So the things that they learned were acceptable back then, the way that they were raised and, like, how they were treated as kids by their parents. And, like, mm-hmm. as society progresses, we learn that those things aren't necessarily beneficial towards the child's development and like you don't want to do things that prohibit not prohibit yeah no prohibit the way you grow as as a kid into your teenage years into adulthood because people talk a lot about childhood trauma and like the things that you experience as a kid influence you oh carries over yes absolutely i think subconsciously a lot of those things carry over too and like the way you respond to things i mean i've dealt with people in my own life where they will sometimes they get closed up in situations that were confronting with like conflicting views and like you're not trying to argue but like when they were growing up maybe that they weren't allowed to communicate themselves and like that's you see that and like that's something I'm getting better at and like through this podcast is talking to people who acknowledge some of the things they've gone through in their childhood and like you see like Steve Steve really opened up in like episode 27 about this stuff like the things that he went through in foster care and the way that his parents treated him back then showed him he that's he didn't want to be that type of father right, right. he didn't want to bring a child into yeah. this like world where he wasn't there to support and like not discipline but like the way he was disciplined was not the way he wants to discipline his kid and right exactly it's a constant growth thing like 
the way I've talked about this on other episodes, and what I always say is, not like I was raised badly. I mean, I'm in a great house, I'm in a great town, but like mm-hmm. it's the constant elevation of growth. I want my kids to have a better life than I did. Right. Not saying my life has been bad. My life has no, been fantastic. No, we always want that. We always yeah. want the next generation to be a little better. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I think that's great to have that mindset. And like, it sounds like you kind of have that mindset. We've talked about off record too, off the podcast in our pre-interview. But transitioning a little bit too, unless you want to talk a little bit more family. But the influence that they've had too into your high school years. Cause we talked that was like a really big development stage for you. And like, I think that it is for a lot of people. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So touch upon that and like your high school years and like your growth as a person through that. Cause I know we talked about before, like you had struggles through that, that phase of your life. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, like I said, you know, in our little preface before this, you yeah. know, right, right, right out of high school had to be like the most turbulent time for me. Um, it was just a lot of uncertainty, mm. which caused like a lot of undue stress. Mm. And I, like I said before, I kind of want to make this episode kind of almost like a message to past me. Mm. And maybe uh, hopefully this gets some exposure to someone like around that age, just coming out of high school and not entirely sure what they want to do. Mm. And I just want to say that like, it's okay to not know exactly what you want to do. Because, you know, there's some expectations depending on, you know, your family and stuff like my my dad didn't, he didn't, he never forced anything on me, but he really wanted me to own the, the family business. He, he owns a construction company, okay? And I worked him for a while, and it, I just hated it. It just sucked. I'm going to be honest with you. It was just the worst. And I couldn't stand it. And I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I said, Dad, this isn't it. And he said, you know, okay, that's fine. But you have to go, you have to find something. You got to find your path, Okay. And then, like, there, it was kind of like, I felt like I was kind of just, like, thrown into the ocean. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, no no idea where to go. Like, no land in sight. <laughs> so, it's it's all about just, what I had to do is I just had to get out there and experience new things. And I just had to lose over and over again. I had to fail mm-hmm. so many times. I think that's so important. I mean, yeah. you talked about it, too. And, like, I agree with you. Like, every failure in our life... Mm progresses us towards where we ultimately want to be as a person right you are the sum of your failures as i was saying as, yeah. you know as a person and i think it's important how you that. learn from them yes exactly i think there's no growth without failure oh yeah no absolutely not i think it's important to have those failures because if you don't fail in life like without those losses quote unquote mm. like you're never going to understand what it's like to win like exactly yeah like i said you know if you're if you're if you're comfortable all the time then chances are you're, you're maybe not growing you know you mm. got you you got to get out of your comfort zone and when you're uncomfortable that's how you know you're making a change and that's huge i think yeah. a lot of people struggle with that is like oh no it's 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 not easy it's it's real tough like i said you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable what are some of the ways that or some of the experiences maybe that you went through that made you feel uncomfortable and like oh, push you towards oh this mindset i would say i would say the big one for me was my first EMT job. Mm. Um, I was <laughs> I was there for six hours. I was an EMT for six hours and then I quit because I was in I was in a very bad place at the time. I was yeah. like going like I said I was in like you know my my mental health was in like shambles like trying to figure out like what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And um, it this was this was um, when was this? Yeah, this was kind of I was about to graduate my bachelor's kind of like around then. And so it was kind of a pivotal moment where I needed to decide where I wanted to go in my career. And so I was like, all right, I'll try, I'll try being an EMT and see how it works. And like I said, I lasted like six hours and I was 
I was a wreck after that. I was, you know, like, I, I feel like I'm back to square one, you know, and that was really hard for me. That was a really dark place right there. And then after just kind of looking inwards a little bit, I was like, let me give it another shot. And that, this was like, this was really hard to go to another. I went to another company because I didn't really like it over there where mm -hmm. I was. Went to another company and I was like, that was really hard for me because I was like, oh, I really don't know if I'm going to like this again. I'm, I'm exposing myself once again to another uncomfortable situation. And luckily it stuck the second time. <laughs> I don't know where I would be if it didn't. But it actually, it actually did suck for the first month once again. But I was like, I'm sticking through this. And it eventually panned out. I'm glad that you had that mindset too, that you're just like, yeah, this isn't like the best situation, but I'm going to go through this. Like, yeah. I'm going to allow like, myself I have to feel to uncomfortable. Face this. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I mean, yeah, the last thing I wanted to do was like feel uncomfortable like that. Obviously, I was in a brand new environment. You know, I'd never had that was like my first job where like, you know, I actually had to like, I don't know, I actually had to like pay attention to stuff. Like there was some important shit going on, you know? Mm. And so I was very uncomfortable with that. Um, but like I said, it's all a learning process and it was definitely a, a a big part of my development was that job. I mean, I could see that too in the way you talk about it. Like it, like it was an unsettling time for you. Mm. And like, I could hear it in the voice, in your voice and the tone that you talk about yeah. it. Like that really made you feel uncomfortable. And like, I could also tell too, you're a little nervous too about talking and opening up about yourself. Cause it's, it's not easy. Like no, no, doing something not. like this is like a totally like new experience. Like I said though, I like doing uh, things that make me uncomfortable because you know, I learned from them, you know, this is definitely something new to me. Mm. And so, yeah. Here we are, and like, <laughs> and like, I appreciate that, and like, I've been put making posts this whole week about my guests and being vulnerable, mm. being vulnerable enough to talk about yourself, because it's not easy. It's not easy to look inwards to hear a question and like give an answer right off the rip, like about yourself, like shit, like that's fucking hard. It is. And like, tough. I mean, I talked to Brent Rebello in one of my episodes, and like, mm. when I asked him about values, like that he teaches like his brother and stuff he was like well shit that's a fucking tough question like that's a hard question very to, like, rarely do you get asked to look inward like that you know yeah and sure. like that's like the honesty of this podcast mm. is like it's authentic it's real it's it's raw like my episode with isaiah sanchez like he really opened up about some of the things that he's gone through in his past like mental health wise and like mm. it was deep oh yeah that shit was deep and like that was the first time like we really got into contact because I met him through Eric Lazito, my first episode, and they worked together. And Isaiah reached out to me to come on the podcast to share his story because he heard it. He heard my podcast was like, I want to be on there. I want to be vulnerable because someone might get something from my message. Mm. And that's where I feel like you're coming from, too, is like yeah, what we talked about definitely. is like, I want to be open enough to talk about myself because when I was younger, I struggled. Big and time. I didn't know what to do. So, like, mm. I like how you worded it, too, was, like, I kind of want this episode to be, like, an ode to myself. Like, mm. I want me to kind of talk about, like, the things that I wish I knew and kind of talk about that. Like, if you had to give your advice to your younger self, yeah. per se, like, what would you tell yourself? Not, not just my younger self, but I just hope that someone, like I said, someone in, like, that age group, like, maybe can hear this or something. This message can get out to them somehow. Yeah. Um, because like I said, this is stuff I really wish that I knew. Mm. I mean, like I said, we can all say that we can all said, Oh, I wish I knew this when I was younger. But when I was that age, I was just so stressed that I was never going to find what I wanted to do. Okay. And it was just literally on my mind constantly, just 24 seven. And it really did like wreak havoc mm. on my mental health. And I just, I wish I could go back and just say, Hey, like 
Take it one day at a time. Because if you're constantly in the future, you, are you are you actually living? Are you actually living? Mm. Like if you're not in the present, you're just your mind is always elsewhere. Okay, then it's just kind of I don't know. I feel like you're just kind of life's just kind of going by. You're not actually yeah, not actually living it. You know I love what, I mean? what you're saying there. I love what you're saying there because it's it's literally the things that I talk like, about. I, on this podcast. I didn't. There's a lot of things I like didn't even enjoy when I was that age because I was just so constantly worried about like the future. Mm. And it all worked out. It all worked out in the end. Now I'm where I want to be. Um, but I, I got here with a lot of like unnecessary stress that I didn't need to cause myself. And that's a valuable point right there. You still got to where you need exactly, to be. Exactly. That's, all that worrying got you nowhere. Right. And no, it didn't. Whether I stressed myself out to death like I did or I, I, I just relaxed, I would have been in the same spot. Exactly. And so. like. That's part of dealing with, like we talk about, anxiety. I talk about a lot about mental health in the yeah. podcast. Like, cause I, I have my own struggles too, and I acknowledge that, especially when I was younger. Fuck, dude. Like, mm. there's so many things I wish I could have told myself. Like, like, literally, like what you're saying, take a second and just breathe. But that's still pertinent to now because yeah. we're still young and we're still learning and progressing towards where we want to be. Exactly. And so it applies right now. You know, just take a deep breath. Take it, take it one day at a time, okay? Do do one task a day that gets you to your goal, mm. and you will get there. Don't think about the, don't think about the hundred thousand tasks you have to do to get there, because that will just overwhelm you. Just do one a day, and you will get there. And and trust the process. Trust the process is huge. Yes, I think it's very. That's something I always have a hard time with. Mm. But you just have to. It's either trust the process or just wallow in stress constantly for no reason. Yeah, and that's no, that's not good for your mental health. And oh, I like, I love how you keep bringing mental health into it too, because like, not enough people, especially men, not enough men talk mm. about mental health. And I'm really big on men's mental health. Like, obviously, we're oh, yeah. we're guys, so like, it's prevalent in our Definitely. lives. And like, dealing with that, and like, I've talked about openly on the podcast that I'm in therapy. I've been in therapy for a few months, and like, being open to talking about therapy, because like. I want to normalize it, especially for mm. men. Normalize talking about how you feel. Normalize talking about how you felt. Talk about the traumas that you've gone through in your life. And, like, your trauma doesn't have to be so traumatic. But, like, to you, your experience was everything. And, oh, like, yeah. you went through it. And everyone has these different experiences, but you can't shrink them in comparison to other people. You can't compare your traumas to someone else. Because no. what they've gone through was their stuff that's not your stuff and everyone deals with it in a different way of course exactly so like you can understand and be empathetic towards their traumas but you will never truly understand their stuff because you haven't gone through it and like mm. and that's okay that is okay but like as long as you're open enough to listen to them and try to understand and like work through things with them and try to put yourself in their shoes that's the best you thing you can do and like that's what i try to talk about more is like especially on a platform like this trying to dig into where you're coming from and like understand it myself because what you've gone through helps me better understand myself too. Right. And I think we work off each other, but talking about mental health, like fuck dude, like mm. I, that's why I talk about it on every episode I can, especially in a time like now, like dealing with COVID, like what have you kind of done it within yourself to kind of stay on track and not get so overwhelmed with the uncertainty of this time? Like, Especially dealing with COVID and like this pandemic, like shit, like it might get locked down again. Like yeah, we don't I even mean, know. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, it's been really hard actually. So I'm about to go into my second year mm -hmm. of PA school where we're going to transition from the classroom. We're going to do all the clinical stuff now. 
and there's actually been uh, there's been less spots uh, for students now because of the pandemic, and um, a lot of my cohort is definitely experiencing uh, a lot of stress from that because some some people from the last class didn't get spots and they just they they had to put off graduation, and you know. I'm obviously praying that doesn't happen to me. Yeah. But like I said, what am what are my options? What are my options? I can either, you know, think about it constantly and just like, you know, stress myself to death or just trust the process. I mean, I literally like what else can I possibly do? You know, mm. so, there isn't like there's no point in like trying to worry about it. Like, right. What I've tried to do within my own self, especially during this time period is lay myself like almost like we talk about a to do list and mm. like you don't got to hit everything. It's okay not to do everything on your list, but to do one thing is monumental to the progress and progression of yourself towards your life goals. Like you mentioned, like you don't got to think about those like hundreds of thousands of steps yeah. that you need to do to get Telling to your you spot. you do one a day. Yeah. One, one thing a, day a day and you'll get there. And that's so you important. Will. Like talk to me a little bit about school right now. Like what was been, what has been like the hardest thing that you've had to deal with while being in school right now? Um, well, I can definitely, I, I definitely can talk about going to college uh first yeah yeah let's get into it um that because when i was i went to community college my my first two years yeah um everyone says oh what a great idea you save so much money no i went there because i didn't get accepted anywhere else Mm. i applied to rick at a high school and got denied (laughs) it was really bad but i I was really you know misguided as a kid Mm -hmm. and I, i think in high school um i didn't really uh, especially, you know, my advisor, people that probably should have, you know, pushed me in the right direction, just, you know, didn't do that for me, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really get any help from there. So I kind of had to set myself up for that. So going through BCC, um, it was the same thing. It was like doing all these classes, not sure where I want to go. And, you know, through trial and error, you know, I, I was actually an engineering student my first semester. Oh, wow. And I had a I had a one point seven GPA, my my first semester of engineering school, and that's just another thing that I you know I learned from you know you you, you look at that you know you don't you know you pick yourself back up you go okay yeah I failed miserably, but I'm going to learn from this okay I don't like engineering let me transition to something else okay I was like you know I always liked I always felt like I wanted to help people mm-hmm. um, when I listened to Brent's podcast he said that you know people you know you know just the general public should be helping each other like more often. And I'm like, I like strongly agree with that. I feel like, um, I feel like we're kind of just as a society, maybe like a little too selfish. You know what I mean? I wish people would just kind of like lend, lend a hand every now and then, you know, dude, yeah. I, like you can see my face. Obviously, I know people, the people can't see this, yeah. but like, Oh my God. When look, he said that, it, like, like if we all just cared, if we all just cared a little more, like society as a whole would just be so much better off. Dude, absolutely like if we just cared more about each other and loved each other a little bit more Mm. this whole place a society would be 10 times better off like every like you said everyone's just a little bit too selfish and i've said on other episodes we've taken that self-love and we're masking selfishness with self-love and it's okay to be a little selfish mm-hmm. in loving yourself because you have to in the process of healing, growing, finding your passion, finding your purpose. Like you need to be a little selfish in that, especially in our position. Obviously, I'm generalizing. Like if you have kids at a young age, focus on your kids. Like their lives are just as important as yours, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people who maybe are fresh out of high school, who are in high school, who are in college, like 
who are right out of school, like in the middle of your prime almost, like you're trying to figure out who you are. This is the message for you is like, don't worry about too much, but be a little selfish in your growth, in your healing. Oh, and yeah. You have to be, but, in a big but, you have to still care about other people. Like, not in the sense of, like, their opinion matters, but, like, their lives matter too. Like, and that's where people get confused, and that's what we're talking about, the selfishness. Like, hmm. it's a turnoff. It's disgusting, and, like, that's what society is being built on is, like, I'm going to get mine. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do what I got to do. Like, I think, well, I think the problem is everyone thinks the other person is thinking that as well. So, you know, they're saying, oh, well, everyone else has that mindset, so I'm just going to have it too, or else, you know, I'll be screwed. Mm-hmm. And I think we just really need to shift away from that, and we'd all be just a lot better off. Yeah, and I, mean, I, I think we're trying to. I oh, think, yeah. I, I feel like there's definitely some progression being made as the generations go on. Yeah, I and I, like, think, I think it's a big thing with the generations. Like, oh, yeah. As younger people come up, we're like, hold up, why are we still doing things like this? We're mm. questioning more. We're like, like obviously, like look at mental health in general. Like, shit, that wasn't talked about years ago. Like, when no. we were growing up, like, that was not something that was, that that was, was brought that, up. That was like a myth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole saying, like, especially for guys, it's like, stop crying, like, man up. Like, Oh, man, yeah, that's, a, that's a terrible phrase, mm. man up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Tell me why. Like, what, what, I mean, obviously, I've been told that, too, in my life, like, playing oh, just yeah, sports and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. When someone tells you, man up, like, what's instinctively, like, what do you, how do you respond to that almost, like, coming from now, not, like, your past self? Yeah. Um, oh, like, now? Like, yeah, like, yeah. how would, if, so, if I told you, like, you're going you through the thing to man up. You told me man up. Like, how would you, oh, like. You're kind of, like, invalidating that person's feelings by saying that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't think it's, uh, I, think, I think it's asinine to just kind of throw guys feelings to the wayside like that you know that's a like big ev- thing in society everyone, it, it is I, I do feel like we're moving away from that you know thankfully but um yeah i mean i i think it's important to i think it's important to control your emotions mm. and it goes both ways you know I, maybe you have to be able to express them that's part of controlling your emotions is being able to express them like mm-hmm. properly no i see i you know a lot of guys say they like never cry and stuff whatever i i mean i cry yeah, I'm same. not afraid to admit it. I, I get frustrated. I cry sometimes. Fuck, I cried last night, dude. Straight up, like I'm being that's, honest. That's just like a normal human feeling, and I'm like not. I'm not ashamed to be a human. I'm just not. I love how you're saying that. And and I I just I if there's any guys listening that like have trouble like expressing those feelings, like just know like yeah, it's it's okay. Like we all have those feelings. Like no one expects you to be like the big tough guy like all the time. Like that's not possible. That's not human. We're yeah. not robots. And like it's this alpha stigma that's in, yeah. put into men especially at a young age like you got to be the tough guy you can't mm-hmm. show your emotions like women don't like when guys show their emotions they don't like that softness and like i'm like yeah. where i've changed is like i don't give a fuck if someone doesn't like that by bottling it up it's just hurting myself and limiting my growth as a human being like mm. if i can't express myself in the way i want to express myself how are you ever going to understand me as a person and like where i'm coming from if i can't be sad like, I'm bottling it up, and then that turns into anger and becomes a possible lash out on someone, and that's not fair to that person, right. whoever it is. Mm. So if I'm bottling things, that's just not fair to other people, and that's something I've learned in therapy. Like It's not fair to you either. No, it's not fair to me, and like that's something I've had to come to grips with in therapy is like I went years and years of just pushing away stuff, like not dealing with the shit that I had bottled up, and like in my own situation, I'm not going to get personal, but like I've had things come up where, especially recently, I'll acknowledge like... I'm obviously a really positive person on the podcast all the time. I love pushing a positive message, and I want to be this positive person. 
but I'm human. Like I had a shit ass week. I was, I saw a lot of toxic behaviors in myself that like, I wish I didn't show. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm growing enough and self-aware enough in this space to understand those emotions. I'm like, I'm human. Like I'm reverting back to these toxic behaviors and like, I don't want to be like this. And it's okay though. Like I understand I'm human. Like I'm going to have days where I fall back and like, I don't want to do things. Like I'm not the nicest person. I'm not the most positive person, even to myself. Positive talk to myself has been huge lately. And like this past couple weeks, like I haven't been doing those things. Like, and that's, this is me being real, authentic. Like what you get on the podcast is what you get off. And like, I listened to Joe Rogan this week talk about that. He's like, I've said stupid shit. I've said shit that I wish I didn't say on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just me being real and authentic and like in the moment. And I think this is a space for me where I'm comfortable enough to say, hey, I was toxic these last couple of weeks. I was negative. I was not a positive person and it wasn't aligned with who I wanted to be. Right. And that's something I talk in therapy. Like, are these emotions and are these actions what I'm doing in my life guiding me towards my values? Mm, exactly. And what I've shown myself these last couple of weeks wasn't that. It did not align with that. It did not align with so that. That's okay. But it is okay. That's okay. And I think it's huge to see that and acknowledge that. And I just want to talk about that on this episode because, like, I'm always so positive. I'm always trying to be, like, motivating and, like, I want to be that person. But there are points in my life where I can't be that and I'm struggling to do that and it's okay to feel Th- yeah, this. Yeah, that's okay. That actually transitions perfectly into what I want to talk about next. Yeah, let's go. Which was just kind of, like, continuing with school and just overall, like, co- like career development and how mm-hmm. it relates to mental health. No, there are just some days where like, like you, you feel like you got it all like planned out, like you're going to do this, this and this. And then you like wake up that morning and it's just like, it's not happening. You, you know, you just have those days. Yeah. And, I ha- like I all the time. Like and, it sucks. And oh yeah, it sucks. And you just, you just feel like a failure and just feel like, damn, like, damn, like this, <laughs> this one day is going to screw up my, my entire career. And now I, you know, you know, during school, like I've been, I've studied like, I must've studied like two months in a row, like towards finals week mm-hmm. in school. I would say like like a normal week in PA school is like finals week at like my undergrad. I went to Bridgewater. Yeah, and then finals at PA week is like I I, I don't even know. It's not it's not even comparable to like anything else like ever ever done. So like the most painful experience ever. Mm. And there would be like I said I I studied I studied like twelve hours a day like for the like for like two months before finals. And there was like a day like here and there where I would wake up and I would be like I I do not. This is the last thing I want to do. Even though even though I. When I got my acceptance letter, I cried. I was so happy that I got in. And then that's what I always tell myself whenever I have those days that I just like really just don't want to be bothered with it. I was like, remember how happy you were? But like I said, sometimes you just have those days and it's okay to just, instead of forcing it, just just take the day off. Just relax. Everyone's human. Everyone has those days. Okay. And, and you forcing it is, A, you're probably not going to get anything done. And if you do, it's going to be like shitty quality. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the next day, you're just going to be in an even worse mood because you didn't take that time that you needed. So it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like working out. Like, you know, like if you work out like your legs, like one day, you're not going to go like go back to the gym and like do legs again. Cause like you got to listen to your body, right? Your legs are in pain. Okay. So it's literally the same thing with mental health. Okay. Like, like you're feeling a pain. Okay. And you have to, you have to treat it. Okay. You can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, I love the way you put that. That's a really good way to put it for people to really understand, especially people who are really big into fitness. Like, cause like mm. you're also working out your mind. Oh yeah. Under, you're understanding your emotions. Like, and that's a big thing is understanding what you're feeling and not everyone can do that. 
Mm. It's, a, it's a skill. It's, a it's, skill. it's definitely a skill. And it's something that I'm trying to get better at in like my fucking saying. Oh, we can always feel improve. your feelings. Yeah. Yep. Feel your feelings. Mm. I say it on every episode. I will say it all the time. It's literally in my bio on my personal Instagram. It's my motto. Like feel them. Don't get consumed by them, but feel them. Allow yourself to express them and have those mental health days. Because what you're saying, if you force yourself to do these things, it's not going to be the quality you want. And then you're pushing off your emotions. And then, like you said, the next day you're just going to be in a shitty mood it's again. Worse. Like, because yeah. I've had those days where I use sick days and I'll just like stay at home, not do anything and recollect myself. Think about what I want to do and like exactly. focus on me. Like, and you have to do that as a growing person, even like as we develop in life, especially with mental health is like working out our brain. I'm big on meditating, big on journaling, like mm. trying to think about my thoughts in a more positive way. Because you're going to, like we're saying, you're going to have those days and it's okay. Right. It's so important to just feel it. And especially men, we just don't. It's just like, it sucks. We're taught not to. Right. Literally from a young age, we're taught not to. And that's, it sucks that it's like that. And I think it's changing. But like at the same time, it's a it's responsibility of yourself to do that. It's self-work. Mm-hmm. You got to look inwards. And a lot of people are scared to because it's a fucking dark place. It's a lonely place because it's you. And if you can't look inwards and dig deep into your own person, you're going to struggle because you're going to go through life aimlessly of like not knowing your purpose, not knowing your path, not mm-hmm. knowing what you really want. And a lot of people are scared to be alone. I mean, we talked a little bit about like the dating world and relationships right now. <laughs> like, I mean, if you want to get into it, I'm down to get into this is like, it's a struggling place where women are like men are trash and guys are like mm. these women's belong to the streets. Like yeah, they don't want to trust anybody. And it's, like it's definitely not a great mindset to have. I, I'm I'm very thankful that I have a very loving girlfriend at home who mm-hmm. communicates with me and we have a very healthy relationship. And that's why I kind of like looking like when I look at like the dating scene now, I'm just like so thankful I'm like not in it. Yeah. To to be honest with you. No, it's definitely <laughs> like, not the place there, to be. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of toxicity between like the two genders right now. Not saying like like I I, I think they're both wrong, to be honest. No, you know? it's like two like, wrongs don't yeah, make rights. Like you said, well yeah, it's like you said this kind of goes back to how what we were saying earlier, like, oh I'm gonna get mine, like that's mm-hmm. what they're thinking, so I'm gonna think it too. And, and that's it, what it's that's really what we're yeah. thinking right now. Right. So. It's just like selfishness. We're not caring about each other. Like we're caring about ourselves. Hmm. And if that's your mindset, don't enter the dating world. Don't enter that because, like, that's not fair to another person. If you're not ready for that type of energy and that type of commitment to someone, don't hop into that place because that's not going to be good for yourself. Hmm. That's not good for you. Like, you got to worry about yourself. Like, obviously, but like entering that space, especially when you're talking to people who are more ready and more further along in their self growth process, their development, like, that's just going to catch people up and like it's gonna it's gonna hurt other people and no one wants to no one intentionally wants to hurt other people right at least i think i think like that yeah I, 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 most people i would say <laughs> <laughs> unless you're just a shit-ass person yeah, but like absolutely suck but in this dating scene especially with covid it's fucking so hard to even meet I imagine, people yeah. like and people talk about don't go looking for someone i think a lot of people are just alone and scared of themselves mm-hmm. so they look outward for that that intimacy that that comfort comfortability and like being with someone like people want that we're human we we need that yeah and like to a degree but you can never love anyone else until you love yourself first Woo! that is the Ooh. fact bro <laughs> dropping cold hard facts <laughs> like 
I always like to say, no one loves me more than I love myself. Yeah. And you have to have that mindset. And like, there are days where like, I don't like the way I'm acting and I don't like the way I'm approaching life sometimes. And like, that reflects back to what we say. And it's okay to have those days where human, but you have to, have to, have to love yourself. It's crucial. Mm. Like they always say, make sure your cup is full before you start pouring into other people and make sure their cup is full. So when you pour into each other, it's just an overflow and your cups are always going to stay full because you love each other. You love yourself so much. And then you give your love to each other and it's just a constant overflow into each other. Hmm. So if your cup is full and you're dealing with someone whose cup is not full and you're pouring into them, you're emptying your cup and you're just draining yourself. Hmm. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to just keep pouring into someone and not get anything in return because that's just going to hurt yourself. You, no one wants a one-sided relationship. No one wants one-sided energy. Like it's hurt. It's hurtful. And over time, you're just going to dig yourself into a, a hole and like you're going to have bad mental health and you're going to struggle. I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially in the dating scene of 2020. Like, oh, yeah. Especially with us millennials and Gen Z, like we struggle with that. And like it's self-work, though. It's healing. And like that's why I chose to go to therapy. I want to be the best possible version of myself, not only for me, but when I ever meet someone else, like to bring a partner into my life, like I want to be capable of dealing with not only myself but understanding of their emotions because if i can't deal with myself i don't want to bring someone else into that space because that's not fair to them i have to do my own healing i have to do my own work and if i'm not in that correct mind state or place i can't appropriately give them the time and energy that they Mm. also are craving because we're human so we want that reciprocated energy right so if we can't get that we're going to struggle and get frustrated and angry and like revert back to our toxic behaviors and that's the thing that I want to work through and like not being that negative person. Cause I've had that struggle these past couple of weeks of being a negative person and getting down on myself. And like, I hate being like that. Yeah. That's not, like I said, not aligned with my values. Hmm. And as you're growing, obviously we're talking a little bit about dating too, but like, what are some of the values that you want out of your own relationships? Not just like romantic, but like friendships, family, like, some of the things that you value, like for me, communication and honesty are really big. Yeah. Like, what are some of the things that you think are really valuable in your own relationships? So, yeah, not just like dating, just between yeah. like my friends and stuff too. Yes. And this is this once again has to like kind of deal with like like men's mental health more. Yeah. Um, is just being open about your feelings because you know mm. how we are as guys. Like you know if you like show a feeling like you're soft and whatnot and all that. And I just want like like I want everyone to know like you know if you want to talk to me about like your feelings like I. Like, I'm not going to invalidate them. Mm. Like, you know, we're all human. Like, you deserve to feel like a certain way. And, you know, I'm never going to say, like, you know, man up or something like that. Yeah. And I think that's very important to have that in any relationship, not just, not just you know, a dating one. Just be able to talk about that. Especially in a friendship. Like, a guy, like, right. two guys having a, like, having a friend like that, I think, obviously, we're both very similar in the way we approach things. That's why we can have a conversation mm-hmm. like this. And that's why we get along is we're both allowing ourselves to feel these feelings and talk about it and be open and honest like, oh yeah and raw like like i said before like i want to be that person that people feel comfortable to and like what do you think of this or like if they wrote like an article can you read this and review this like mm-hmm. i've had people come to me and like can you check this out for me and tell me what you think and like that's one of the coolest things i've ever experienced yeah. if someone cares enough about my opinion that they ask and i want people to feel comfortable i want people when they come to this podcast 
to feel comfortable to talk about themselves and like you're being super vulnerable and like mm. I, I i can really see the transition of you from where we started this podcast <laughs> to now and now like i know well you did say it took a little bit to warm up and yeah yeah because yeah. you you get it's it's a new experience yeah, and like is. we are talking about our feelings and sometimes that really is uncomfortable but like yeah everyone i've talked to i'm like i want this to feel like therapy because it feels like therapy for me mm-hmm. i'm allowing myself to talk about where i am Right. Open and honestly. Yeah, definitely same. And that allows you to feel comfortable to do the same. And that's the way I approach everything. I'm going to show you how I go think about things so you can feel comfortable too. Because, like, I hate feeling uncomfortable. I hate feeling like people don't feel like they can talk to me about things because that's not, like, that's not the type of person I want to be. Mm-hmm. I want people to be open and honest. And, like, that's something that's so crucial is communicating. Not just in definitely. dating. Not just friendships. Not just family. Not just work. Everything is based on communication, and that's a skill. It's like it's like an art form. It's like a lost art form right now. Oh yeah. And that's why like podcasting for me has become this crucial aspect of my life to learn how to communicate better. Like, if you look to my older episodes and look at where I am now, I think. Oh, you can easily see the progression of your interview yeah. skills. Absolutely. I think that's something like I've picked up on not on myself, but people have said that. Oh yeah. You can see oh, the I progression can see it, for sure. And I appreciate that. Like, it's an acknowledgement. It feels good to get that from other people, but to allow myself to give myself that acknowledgement. And I don't think a lot of people pat them. They don't, a lot of people don't pat themselves in the back. Oh yeah. That's a big thing. Like, yeah. Well, we always feel like, like I struggle with that too, because we always feel like we could like be doing more, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, that's, I especially feel that way. Like now in school, because like I'm surrounded by like the smartest people I ever met like my entire life. Yeah. Like everyone in my cohort is like way smarter than me. And so, you know, I, I, I do pretty well in school, but, you know, everyone's always getting, like, 98, you know, and 99 and all that, and, and they're always releasing the test score, and it's all, like, a big competition, and I always feel like, oh, yeah, I did okay, but, like, I could have did better, I could have did better, but it's just, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to get 100 on every test? No. It's, like, not, this is not feasible. Yeah, it's not realistic. No, it's not. It's not. Once again, I'm just a human, not a robot. I'm not capable of just, like, looking at a book and downloading all the information. Yeah, and that's not, that's, that's not you. And, like, you don't want right. to pressure yourself to be that, right. too. Like, like, obviously, like, we always want to be better, but, like, it, it, gets, to a, it gets to a point where, you know, you're just kind of stressing yourself out for, yeah, like, doesn't no want, reason. You don't want it to become obsessive. Right, yeah, like, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah, and, like, I'm constantly pushing people to try to be better. Not just, like, myself, but my friends, my family. Like, I'm not trying to apply the pressure to, like, stress you out. But it's, like, don't get comfortable staying where you are. Like, mm. like I see – because I, I want more for myself and I want more for the people around me. And it doesn't frustrate – it frustrates me to a degree, like, when I see people are just stagnant. Like, yeah. and they're lost. I'm, like, you're, you're, I used to be like that. You're either, you're either growing or you're dying. Mm. There is no remaining the same. Mm. That does not exist. It's it's one or the other. And that's facts, bro. Yeah. Like that's where I caught myself in. That that cycle of just being like I'm not going where I want to ultimately go. Yes, I'm doing things that are moving me towards a certain path, but like I'm not growing as a person. Mm. And it really took these last couple of years to really see that, to moving away, to being away from family, to being isolated and being with just my thoughts. That was a scary fucking thing. Like being alone, like feeling like I'm alone. And like, I don't feel like that now, but like back then, just like you see the demons within yourself and it's scary. It's a fucking scary thing to look inwards and be like, damn, I've been pushing this shit away for a long time. Hmm. And 
it's not like we said trust the process like yep. you have to be patient you with yourself it's all you can do because like you're gonna have those relapses like i'm saying like i've had those moments recently where i'm reverting backwards and i'm i'm thankful for therapy because i can see it and that's one of the first steps i was just that's so funny i was just about to say that's step one that's so funny it's crucial. you gotta be able to recognize your flaws where you can work on them mm. absolutely and that's that's where i've been last last couple months is like approaching that and like mm. being able to talk to people about it too openly like i think that's been huge for me it's just because i wait i wanted to wait a few weeks before i started talking about the fact that i was in therapy but like i knew i wanted to talk about it because not enough people do Mm. And people are scared to. There's such a bad stigma around men's mental health. Like, I don't want that for myself and I don't want that for other people. So if you hear me talking about it and like you have questions about therapy or things like that, feel free to reach out to me. Like, I yeah, give you my awesome, honest man. advice about it. And like, therapy has been extremely beneficial to helping me progress as a person. And like I said, we all have bad days and that is right. okay. It's all okay to take a step back and. But the thing that's not okay is to keep going backwards. Mm, right. That is like not good. Especially if you, you know, are like aware of it as well. Yes. Yeah. That that becomes where it's very dangerous. Where you're aware mm. of these behaviors, and, and you're like, like accepting the fact that you're just like you know regressing backwards. Yeah. Yeah, and that's scary. Definitely. I, mean, I think a lot of people do that too. Like they see themselves going backwards, and like they get comfortable going back to their old selves. Yeah. Well, it's easy to go back into the bubble that you that you knew. You know. It's always much harder to walk forward into, you know, the unknown. And that's something that we've talked about a lot on this right. episode. And, like, yeah. it's so tied to what I believe. And, like, I love how our mindsets are really aligned with that. It was just, like, yeah. you have to go into the unknown. Well, I'm a big self-growth guy. It's, like, what I'm all about. Yeah, and, like... I'm just, like, such a different person than, like, than who I was. I'm sure, like, a lot of you listening are, like, from high school. And, like, I'm just... I don't know. Just, like, so different now from, like, just all the growth. I think, it's just, yeah. It's, just, it's really impressive to, like, look back and see. Yeah, and It's no. something I'm proud of. And you should be proud of what you're doing, too. You know, I, I, you know, I think people, like, think men are weak when they, like, go to therapy and talk about their feelings. No. I think, I think they're the strongest people because it takes strength to be vulnerable like that. Mm. And that's just something, like, I... Like I can see it. It's just a really admirable quality about you. I really appreciate that. Like, shit, man. Like... Not to be weird, but makes me want to cry a little bit. Like, get me a little emotional. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, it's it's a, it's a, it's a great quality to have, and and what's even more respectable about it is that it's something you had to work on. No, I I, I love seeing you know growth in other people as well, and you know I, I I we all have flaws. We're always gonna have flaws. Um, you know, I've got friends, and you know, and myself too. Like, we know our flaws, and we we, we actively work on them like every day, and I think it's like a beautiful thing. I really, I that's really well said, and I appreciate it too. It's like. Because if, I mean, people who are listening, people who knew me back in high school, I think it's pretty fucking clear that I'm not the same person. Oh, like, yeah, no. I mean, none of us are the same person. Yeah, no, agreed. And, like, definitely, like, it's funny to see where we were in high school, because we, were, we weren't we were the closest of friends, but, like, to where we are now, we're a lot closer, and we... Oh, yeah, for we sure. We very connect on a lot of the similar things, like mm. self-growth and mental health, and where we are more aligned, and it's, that's the best part about doing the podcast, is catching up with all these different people, and, like, definitely. seeing where people are, and, like... I have actually some people who are, who've reached out like who through the internet. Like I don't even know them. They really? want to come on the podcast. Oh, that's awesome. So like I'm working that's on so cool. I'm working on figuring out how to record online so I could get them on the podcast and like connect with them and ultimately just keep expanding. Talking to just different people. People you like you we don't have to be famous to have a story. Mm. Everybody has a story. 
everyone's story is valid. Everyone's story is special. And people, when I ask them to come on the podcast, is like, what do we talk about? You. We talk about you. Like, you matter. You have a great life. You've gone through so many experiences that you might not think could help other people, but they, but it just they might. do. It just might. And like, if you just affect one person's mindset, you won. Yeah. And they may, you know, take, you know, what you taught them and taught, teach it to somebody else, you know? Yeah. It's, it's how I like to look at it a little bit is like positive influence is positive. Right. Exactly. So if me being positive and talking about things and being vulnerable washes a little bit onto you, mm-hmm. you take that and you keep that mindset and that washes a little bit on someone else in your life. It's a constant flow. Like the same thing with negativity. If I'm being negative and like you're around me, if you surround yourself, I should say this, you surround yourself with negativity, you're going to be negative. So the more you surround yourself with more positive people, more positive things on Instagram, reading more positive material, you're going to be more positive. It's just a fact. Definitely. So if you surround yourself with toxic people, toxic energy, toxic situations, ultimately you're going to end up being a more toxic person and Mm. it's going to be harder to be more positive because... All you have around you is just this bad energy. And like, that's something I've had to be aware of in friendships, romantic relationships, family. Oh, yeah. Family's a big one. Family's tough because you can't get away. And that's where people, a lot of people struggle is family. Like, Mm. family can be toxic. Oh, yeah. Just because your blood doesn't mean it's a good relationship for you. And that is something like to talk about because people think that just because you love them and their family that you have to be by them. And that's not the case. Just because they're family doesn't mean that they're a good person for you in your life, especially where you want to go. Oh, yeah. And that's with anything. Like, I was in a toxic work environment before, and that was one of the hardest. I was literally talking to someone last night, like, one of my roommates, like, when I lived in Georgia. And she was like, that was one of, like, the bravest things that I've ever seen someone do is, like, leave. Like, to just, like, I literally told her. Actually, I had a story about that, too, actually. I wanted to get in. No, no, go ahead. You can finish first. All right, whatever. So, like, I was like... Because I told her that morning, I was like, I'm going to quit today. Nice. Like, yeah, I'm done. Awesome. Like, I'm done. Like, yeah, I'm you deserve of... better than that. Yeah. I was you like... don't have to stay there. No one's holding a gun exactly. to your head. And, like, it was such a scary thing because, like, I'm in a different state. Like, I have to move back right. home. Like, what are people going to think? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. then but I. You got to do what's best for you. I had to drop that. And that's something that, in that moment, I never felt so liberated in my life. Yeah, I bet. To just, like, it's a good feeling. To walk away. Just, just, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. This is not good for me, my mental health, and where I want to be ultimately as a part, like a person. And that is something that pushed me to do this podcast too, because like I came up with the idea of the podcast after I quit in that in that environment. Nice. That toxic energy forced me to look inwards and be a better person, because I deserved better for myself. Yeah, definitely. And that was a huge growing moment for myself. And like ever since that moment, I don't want to go back. I don't want to be that person who I was, like, back in fucking... It was about last year. It was about, like, around August, September. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so, like, talk to me a little bit about the toxic stuff and your toxic, yeah, toxic yeah. work environment. Oh, yeah, work environment, ah. real bad. EMS EMS has to be the most one of the most toxic environments as far as, like, supervisors and stuff. Like, let me, like the people I met in EMS, like, my coworkers, mm-hmm. like, are some of the best people I met. Like, everyone is, like... Everyone in that job, like no one, no one goes there for the money. I'll tell you that. No one, no one's an EMT or paramedic for the money or any of that. Okay, so everyone has like a very, like similar mindset over there. All want to help people that are in like terrible situations, and I, I feel like the, 
I feel like supervisors kind of like knew that about us and like kind of took advantage of us and, you know, made us, you know, made us do things that we, you know, we didn't want to do, made us like do extra hours and like, you know, just, I know guys there that like work like 70 hours a week, just like to the bone mm-hmm. and like, cause they just like can't say no. It's like their personality, you know, yeah. but I would say like the, like one of the pivotal, I had a moment like that too, where I was like, you know, I'm, I'm better than this. I don't deserve to be treated this way. And like, I like, I have to quit out of my own self-respect. Like if I if I don't quit right now, then like I don't respect myself. Mm-hmm. Is because this is what happened. So I, I was working one day. I was in I was driving the ambulance and I saw I saw this uh, this guy get t-boned right in front of me, like right in the intersection. Oh yeah, yeah. I just got taken out. And so I pull over. We're we're not supposed to do that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Apparently, apparently I got in trouble for this because uh, I got in trouble for for responding to this accident. This that's why this this is what the problem was, okay? Because it's not technically my, I wasn't dispatched to it technically. Yeah. It's like a legal thing, okay? Yeah, it makes sense. It's bullshit. Um because I can't see that happen in front of me and then keep going. Like yeah. as a person I can't do that. That's not going to happen. So, I pull over. And so two guys get out of the car that got uh T-boned. And they're like, "Oh yeah, we're fine, but I think the guy in the in the other car's not breathing." Um, so I go over there and, you know, his car's all smashed up. He's like passed out in the front seat. Um, he had a cigarette in his mouth, which went on his shirt, which had lit on fire now. And all his windows and doors are locked. Okay. So I was like, oh, this is a fantastic situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I go, I grab, I grab like my, we have like a little bag valve mask used like oxygenate people if they're mm-hmm. not breathing. Grab my Narcan, everything. And if I can't get in the car... And this, the guy that got T-boned goes, I got a crowbar in my car. I'm going to smash all the windows. And I was like, listen, man, I can't tell you what to do. But, you, you know, you can do whatever you want. So this guy came over and smashed all those windows out. And, yeah, I had to Narcam in and, you know, breathe for him and everything. And, I mean, me and my partner probably saved that guy's life. And then as I was leaving the, as I was, it was like a really rainy, like, shitty day out. Um, as I was leaving, I, <laughs> I actually, uh like clicks i clipped someone's car like with the ambulance as i was like driving out like it was like a little scratch wasn't a big deal so then i like had to pull over it was my fault it was it was just an accident Mm -hmm. so i had to pull over and then the supervisor came over and he was like you're a fucking idiot this and that the other thing he's like you know how dare you pull over this accident like would you pull over you know if you were if you weren't at work would you pull over if you saw that i bet not i was like what are you what are you talking about of course i would of course i would i wouldn't just watch a car accident happen in front of me and then just not doing anything about it. He's like, yeah, bull fucking shit. And uh, this is something that like really irritates me, so I don't really mm. talk about it that much. Uh, and I, I'm sure you can see I'm getting, yeah, like, no, li- I'm actually, getting like a little heated. No, it's similar to what and, Brent talked about. You have these skills. Like, why wouldn't you want to help someone too? Right. It's like, and it, I, it's like a legal thing. Like, I get it, but like that, that that's not human. I, like, though. I would, I if I didn't stop for that guy, like to this day, like I would probably be thinking, like, damn, he's probably dead, and I didn't stop. And be a guilt thing. And like, like I, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could live with that. Like, I really yeah. don't. So, it was kind of an unfortunate situation I was put in, because I was pretty much forced to act on it because there was no way I wasn't going to not do it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was, <laughs> I did hit the car mm-hmm. as I was leaving. It was a little scratch, though. I tell you, it was like like tiny. Yeah, but you're probably not like, a big so deal. So much emotions and stuff. Oh yeah, too. and it was probably raining like... and it was just shitty weather out, and it was my fault. But it was. Really was it was blown way out of proportion. You know, no one at their job, no matter what you do, you don't get deserve, you don't deserve to be called an idiot by your boss, dumbass, anything like that. If that happens, you need to just leave immediately. Okay, and it sucked because I liked the job. I didn't like the supervisors. 
I like the job. I love the people I worked with, but I but I literally had to leave after that. There's no way I could ever go back to that job ever it's again. Disrespect because I like, deserve I like out of my own respect for myself, I could not go back there. And and you just and just you know anyone in a similar situation like you know, you don't have to put up with it. Like no one deserves to be like put down at work or at school or or anything. Like like you're worth more than that, and like you are f- free to go whenever you want. That's that's huge. Is letting go. Let yeah, you gotta let go. And it's scary because this goes back to like what we we're talking about, like the comfort zone. But like, oh, I'm comfortable here. Like, I don't know. I don't want to go do something new. What if I don't like it? Like, no, you have you have to go. You have to get out there, and you just gotta experience something new. And it sucks being the new guy again. But there's just some situations where you just can't stay. And that was definitely one of them for me. I was like, it sucks. Like, I I got a lot of friends here. I like the job, but I just can't. After that, like, I I don't like. I respect myself more than that. That's like, a huge moment too. Yeah, and, and you've like, got to respect yourself. I like can see it in the way you talk about it too, like how much of a impactful yeah. experience that, that was. Yeah, and that was like another like point of growth for me. Was like because I I really had to I really had to sacrifice my job to save that guy. But that's what I chose, and I just and I live with the consequences. Yeah, what I mean, we all have choices in life, yeah. and that's something that I've come to accept more. Is like everybody has a choice. We're all choosing something. We're all choosing to be a certain way. We're all choosing to act a certain way. And you can't force someone to change either. That's something that I've learned in therapy. And even in my own life before therapy is like getting better at accepting that. You can't change other people. Mm. You can't change situations sometimes. You can only control what you can control. And sometimes all you can control is how you respond to things. And that's a perfect example right there of how you controlled on how you responded to it. Because mm-hmm. you can't change the way that person's going to treat you, how that boss is going to treat you, right. how that situation is going down. But you can control how you respond to it. Exactly. And you knew that this is not good for my mental health. This is not a place where I'm feeling respected. Mm. I deserve better. And then you took yourself out of that situation. And I can relate to that. Right. I've been in that situation. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you don't have to like you said you don't have to put yeah. up with it yeah some people uh, we get into the mindset where we feel like we like have to put up with it like no like ne- never stand for that ever whether it's work never family Re- relationships relationships oh, yeah. friendships you deserve mm. better you deserve to be treated how you want to be treated you deserve how to be treated how you treat other people and that says a lot about you if you could treat someone amazingly i'm trying to think of the word like like if you treat someone really well and they still treat you like shit that says more about you well, correct me. That says more about them than it says about you. Because if you're putting in a lot of good energy towards someone and they continually still want to treat you badly, that's not a you thing. And mm. that's something that I really had to accept lately. It's just like, it's not a it's not a me thing. How other people respond and deal with their own their problems in life, that's a them thing. That's not a me thing. And I'm an I'm a really big on like I'm an empath. So like I feel other oh, yeah, people's emotions. Too. Oh yeah. So big like time. Even when we're talking, like I could feel like your frustration when you were talking about oh, yeah. that, and like I could feel when you were nervous early on, and like I feel other people's emotions om- almost sometimes to my fault because I I understand like I've been in those situations, I felt these emotions, like and you almost have to take a step back to not take on their emotions, understand their emotions, but don't take them on because that's not healthy for you and it's just going to hurt you for me as being like an empath Mm -hmm, and that's where we can really relate to is just like understanding those situations i think that was a huge thing i'm really glad that you talked about that but 
where we are right now in the podcast, we are kind of getting close towards the end. Damn, already? Yeah, dude. Damn. I, t- I told you. I was just saying, I was like, how am I going to talk for an hour? I don't know. I don't know what, what to talk about for an hour. Bro, we're, we're well into the hour. Like, really? Wow. Not, not well into It's just about to hit one hour. Damn. But is there anything, because my la- I usually ask the same question to everyone, which kind is of. tied to passions. Okay. But is there anything that you wanted to touch upon? Because we could talk probably for another, like, few minutes if there's something important that you really want to touch um, on uh, i guess i just want to like i guess just wrap up the, like the message like to my past self or yeah, like to, to a young person might be listening or something mm-hmm. is you know is like i said just trust the process uh when i got out of high school i was like the worst student in the world and i never thought i would i would ever get into medicine like my you know my my program accepts 150 out of 5,000 applicants if you told me, if you told 18-year-old me, hey, you're going to get into a school with like a 5%, whatever, of, you know, a, a fraction of a per, uh, acceptance rate, you know, mm-hmm. I, w- I would laugh. I would laugh. I was like, There's no way. I was like, you see me like in school, like I'm the worst. I'm the worst student. But um, no, just know that like, you, like, just take every failure in stride, learn from each one, and that's how you'll progress as a person. And as those lessons stack onto each other like you'll get where you need to be you just gotta trust it love what you're saying there man that's really that's a a great message to someone in that similar situation right because that's that's what i really needed to hear i i i kind of like never heard that and i really wish i did it really would have that like really would have that one sentence right there would have helped me so much um but you know it is what it is you know i still still where i am today but that's like just the one thing i would i would tell someone a young person or just anyone you know our age that still maybe is you know trying to feel things out where they want to go you know same same thing take you know one day at a time one task a day and you'll get there perfect because this is i don't i was i was gonna cut you off a little bit because you're gonna start digging into the question that i want to ask so oh, okay I wanna, I okay yeah it. go ahead so this is how i end every podcast so i always ask someone what would your advice be to someone who is pursuing their passion oh okay uh, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, you I think I kind of already answered it a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, like I said, just um, one day at a time. Uh, get out there, explore opportunities because you're never gonna know. You can go. One thing I always did was like I was I was like go online, like see mm-hmm. like what job I would like. You're never gonna find out online or like anything like that. You got to get out there. You want to do something? Shadow a person that does the job, okay? Or you know, you got to get firsthand experience and see how it is in real life. Before you know, okay, that's what I want to do. Okay, I shadowed a PA one day, and I was like, "This is what I want to do." Okay, and then I just one day at a time worked towards that goal until I got there. That's all it is. Amazing, bro! This has been a fantastic episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. I man. really appreciate you being vulnerable because we really dove into mental health today. Yeah, and yeah, like, definitely. I love that type of episode where I can feel like I can be super vulnerable about mental health, and we really related on that and talked. We're a lot. We're big on self growth and like oh, yeah. talking about our feelings and. I hope people really get a good message from this, and I think they will. And just again, thank you for taking the time out of your day to come onto my podcast and share your story. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you for Appreciate me. that. So I'll give my little wrap-up spiel now. So if you like the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends and family. Check it out at carolconnection.simplecast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the nine yards. If you're interested in some merchandise... I do have some shirts. I'm working on hoodies, and hopefully I can get some hats and stuff too soon. So if you're interested in that, please hit me up. Check my DMs all the time, so just hit me up there. If you want to get in contact with Nathan, I can get you in contact with him as well. So, but Yeah, definitely. If anyone has any questions about you know EMS or 
PA or, you know, if anyone wants to go that route, anyone has any questions on that? Because it's a very arduous process to mm. uh, get into that uh, kind of program. And I was very confused and I also didn't have anybody really to help me guide me there. But uh, but I would love to help anyone out. If anyone's interested, just, uh, yeah, let me know. Yeah, and I'll, I can you connect you like my email too. or something. In I'll, this, have you, like... I'll tag you on Instagram and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, I'll tag work, you on Facebook yeah. and stuff too. So we'll connect everybody. But again, guys, until next time, bye. Bye.